Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. I'm your host, Marissa Mendez. And it's me, possibly, maybe, Joyce. You can join the MEIA mob. Leave us feedback, emails, and comments at meiapodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on soundcloud.com slash podcast, iTunes if you search Marissa Explains It All, and Dash Radio's talk station on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And find us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at, what are we? Marissa, Marissa Explains. Explains with one S. Um, now that I did all the things I'm supposed to do... Okay, so this has been, I want to get right into it. This is a topic I have been discussing on Twitter since yesterday, and it's been an ongoing theme for me. So, okay, I don't know. I think I'm so all over the place, and I have so many different thoughts about the situation, and there's so many legs to it. But I saw the news yesterday um, that Nicki Minaj's man had been arrested for failing to register, I'm sorry, her husband, for failing to register as a sex offender in the state of California. Obviously, everybody got their jokes off because this shit is trash. Like, Jesus, this man just continues to embarrass you. (coughs) But... It led me, sorry guys, I I just got stuck in my throat. It led me to thinking in a deeper rabbit hole, like, yo, I feel like so often, and again, it's it's, it's tough for every woman to date, every person to date, um, and it's not, oh, woe is me, but I really do think that it's, it's a bit harder for successful women to date. And I, I've touched on this topic before. I want to, I think we've talked about things to this effect and like, this is the lowest hanging fruit example, but someone like um, a Chris Brown, for example, um, him and Karuchi, or even though any woman woman that he's honestly dated after Rihanna, he had he just chose women that weren't really doing much because they're able to accompany them and go everywhere, whereas a successful woman in that instance would not be able to. And again, this is literally that was like literally the lowest no hanging shade fruit. To Carucci, though. Oh no, absolutely not because now she took that opportunity. But she was also doing. Stuff. Yeah, she was being a stylist, yes. but she she didn't have a career that she could not walk away from or would not walk away from. It was literally like she was just working. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, but, and I'm super not knocking her for that because I think Karuchi's super dope. Um, I love her. I follow her. She's built like a huge platform. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and fucking kudos to a woman that was able to take lemons and make it fucking jars of lemonade all over the place. Like she's, oh, I absolutely adore her, but it, it just, and, and there's nothing wrong with, and, okay what am I trying to successful and I'm not saying because we're successful everyone else is not successful but I'm more so mean powerful I would also think it's somebody who like hasn't popped off yet or like they like who who is somebody that hasn't popped off like okay so you are saying that like these women that they choose don't necessarily have a lot going on but it's like they don't have a lot going on yet because they're totally focused oh yeah but that's just and that i mean that's just like a small scale of what i was trying to say though but it's literally just like yeah it's just it's hard 
for success. So that's one element of it. Successful women can't drop everything and run, but no woman should really drop everything and run. But again, low hanging fruit. So what I was thinking is like, you know, in my particular experiences, a lot of my girlfriends as well, who are beautiful, educated, have full-time jobs, careers, um, you know, go to therapy, do all the things. And yet they're still extremely, extremely single with almost like no hope in sight. And I've come to find that a lot of times and not always, I'm not saying all men are trash and I'm not saying (laughs) successful women cannot successfully find a husband. They are out there. What I am saying is it is significantly more difficult. And I think a reason why is because we're either way too alpha for fellow alphas because nine out of 10, a successful person is usually an alpha male or female. And oftentimes, not always, the alpha personalities clash. So that doesn't necessarily work there. Then you find maybe not necessarily a super powerful man, but the quote unquote good guys that everyone tells us and us as in women that we're overlooking because we're too superficial or too caught up on looks or money or whatever the case may be. The good ones are either insecure because we have gotten more success than them and while it works in the beginning eventually that eats away at them and they start doing things to belittle us or bring us down or whatever the case or they're just simply kind of boring which cool you can say well look at Sierra she went for the boring but we don't actually know Russ's personality or maybe we don't know Sierra's maybe she likes that boring shit but a lot of times too the quote-unquote good ones are just not fiery or fun or passionate enough for what is likely the super alpha woman because of her success. And so a lot of times, and this brings me back to the Nikki thing, I think we end up settling for the fuck boys who disguise themselves semi-well enough to get by us, not enough to get by our friends or Nikki, Chloe, uh, who else did I write down as examples? Um, a bunch of them, Wendy, like in those, like, in those instances, everyone else's fans can see this shit too, except the woman because she's the one laying down with them. And you're like so caught up with your right. man. And so I swept up in the emotion of it all, thinking that you could only build these memories with this person. Right. And I think it's in. because, and I think it's because we're desperately looking for the same love that appears to be so easy for our peers a lot of times. And we kind of turn a blind eye to some of the fuckboy shit and whatever our friends are saying, we're like, no, no, no. And it just, it happens over and over again. And I sort of have a thought of maybe like, and again, this is not for everybody. I'm just talking the majority. But I kind of have a thought, a theory that perhaps the women that are super alpha, there's something in our upbringing that made us that way and made us so good at going out and getting it. But whatever that same factor was, potential, or maybe it's another factor. I don't know. I've not done any research into this, nor have I had enough conversations to base it on anything, but I'm mostly kind of basing it on myself and like a couple people. But um, perhaps whatever that same thing was or something else in our childhood, in turn, because we were so focused on just being a boss and whatever, we never kind of learned how to nurture relationships and date properly and I know for sure that's definitely my situation like I've I don't know how not to go out and get it as far as work goes I literally don't know how to not do everything myself I don't know how to let go of control yeah I don't know a lot of those things and um I do know I there's another issue with how I pick men and I think 
that come that that's the same thing. And so this brings me back to Nikki because there's multiple layers to that too. Um, and I said this on Twitter too, and people are not getting my point, but I was saying, you know, I feel bad because at the end of the day, even though what Kenny is doing has not like Nikki didn't do it, she's paying for it a lot. And and it's not just like bad press. I on at this point, like bad press will affect your bag and especially where she is because people already don't like her and it's and the thing with her brother right and it sucks because as far as i'm as as i've read into it and we've discussed this too it's you know because people are throwing around pedophile on twitter and rapist yeah, and so all of these the things thing? give a little backstory to people who might not know in 1995 or 6 um Nikki's husband was arrested and did four years in jail and had to register as a sex offender after in the state of New York, in the state of New York because he was, and this is, so I guess I'll just tell Nikki's version of it and then how it got convoluted or whatever, but he was dating somebody, let's say, and again, the facts are a little off, but the idea remains. Let's say he was like 18 and the girl was like me, I think 16 or something to that effect. And they were dating for a minute. It was, they were having consensual sex. And then I guess something happened. They broke up or whatever the case was. And the girl went and I and told her mom, like, nah, this is not it. And so they went ahead and pressed the charges and did the whole, you know, because he was an adult and she wasn't. There was all of that stuff. And he had to register as a sex offender and this, that, and the other. And I'll, I'll, he also, like, killed a person. But <laughs> apparently all of us are just, no one cares about that. And well, I mean, what about her brother? Well, yeah, her brother is a whole different story. But we can't, that has nothing to do with dating that doesn't have anything to do with the topic so but I say that to say it's such there's so many nuances to the situation right but it doesn't make it good and it's like Nikki is essentially paying for the baggage that he comes with and he may not necessarily be a quote-unquote bad person because people can change right and and per the details of the story he didn't really do much and she comes from a bad environment he comes from a bad environment it's a little bit different over there like a when you make it out and and you, you fucking become successful or you become what, a better person, like you can accept the fact that you can come from that shit and be a product of your environment while you're there, and it is document very well documented that you can get out of the hood and fucking change. So it just it frustrates me because I think her choice of men is trash. And I think a part of it comes from, again, who she is and where she is. And I, I will put her on the same level as Khloe Kardashian. We see her keep trying to pick the wrong ones, too. And, and, and Amber Rose, I mean, she finally found her one. But, like, I think it's been kind of all and all of the same situation. Like, we our pickers are off and we turn the blind eye. And then we end up just accepting the man with all the trashy baggage and just having to deal with it and paying for it in the end. And it's unfair. And I... I was in that same part. I was in the middle of my therapy journey when I started dating Penny. And I really thought that it was going to be great. And now looking back on it, it was literally exactly the Nikki situation. Maybe a little less worse because he didn't have like a rapist charge or anything like that. But he's a trap. Like he's just not like he's no he's nowhere near my level at any way, shape or form. And I was just getting down there. And um then there's these other women and and I think, you know, I'm lucky or blessed or smart enough, I don't even know what fucking word to use, to try to go to therapy and work on whatever the fuck this is that's making me pick them wrong and fix it and figure it the fuck out and be just as successful in my love life as I, as I am in work. But I think there are other women who haven't done that and it's like, 
we were just talking about this before, both of our exes from last year, after we dumped them, went back to the bitches they left us for. But the sad thing is both of those girls like do decent shit. As far as I know, I mean, a bitch got to be making money because she's gives him money all the time. So she has to be working. Word. And yet you, but you just let this person you're accepting dirt. disrespect you. And like, I could not imagine somebody leaving me. And then the second that the girl that they left me for or, you know, got with after then running back to me like in the same week. Like that would fucking crush me. Then there's like this weird, 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 toxic narrative of like once they get him back their friends and like circle who enable their bullshit behavior to begin with the women and which is probably why they have the low self-esteem that they do or the bar is so low their peer group will be like yes bitch the like he's back where he belongs you're the you day one so? oh and and i'm my example currently uh, is I, I, listen wait wait hmm. is iggy azalea and they were all applauding the fuck out of him, out of um, whatever his name was, the basketball player, Nick, Nick, Nick Young. Nick Young, for getting back for getting, to Yeah, and getting her pregnant while he was with Iggy. And the, the, the narrative, because everyone hates Iggy, became, oh, he's back where he belongs with the day one. And I he was just, you, and, and Iggy probably was just buying a boyfriend or trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, do any of that stuff. And... It's the same, I'm getting, like, when, when that fucking psycho girl, like, jumped in my DMs, she tried to say the same thing, like, oh, you tried to buy a boyfriend, you got him on vacation. I'm like, sis, that was his birthday gift. Like, what do you mean I tried, what? And so it, it becomes this toxic thing of, like, well, he, they're obviously just using the successful woman, and it's like, why, why, why did it have to be that? Why couldn't it be they genuinely had a connection or whatever? But it's like... At the end of the day, it's, like, those men, like, really are not a prize. And it's, like, I'm not fighting for him. Like, you could literally have him. Like, I don't want any parts in that. But my question for you is this. How many good relationships do you really know? Like, what to you is a good relationship? And how many good relationships do you, like, admire? Or, like, in your life? Or, like, your friends? Like, who do you know that, like, actually has what you want? Uh, a lot of my friends, Carol and Carlos, Kiana and Mike, Victoria and her husband, Jason. I just named a bunch of names. Y'all probably know. I mean, y'all know the girls, but yeah, all of their respective spouses. And then for those relationships, where do you think that they were like when those people got together? Like, was anyone more successful than the other? And then they grew together or is it like from the mud, made it out together or one was more balling and then the other? What uh, are the they were literally all from the mud in a fake way, essentially, like. Carol and Carlos were both kind of just like whatevering, like just working to work type of thing when they met and then they built what they have now. Uh, Victoria and Jason met in college, so nobody was doing anything in college. And Kiana and Mike met when they were out of college. And let's see, if that was 2013, Kiana graduated from med school in 2011. So Kiana was two years removed and like starting her career. Yeah, I would, no, Kiana was probably making a ton of money by that point, uh, but Mike was as well because he's an engineer too. So I think that was a matter of an example of two successful people that actually just worked. Because like I said, it's not impossible. I'm not jaded. I don't think that I'll never meet a man. I actually have really positive hopes that I will. And I think he's going to be amazing. And I think a part of the reason why I'm so confident about that is the work I've done on myself in this last year. But maybe my conclusion is a lot of successful women are insecure. 
and they overcompensate with ego and that, make that po- make make it. poor decisions and um Nikki clearly overcompensates with ego and every time that something happens with Kenny cuz it happens more than once this man makes too many headlines she comes back com- like argumentative and kind of like snaps at everyone else versus like reflecting and again and so and I had tweeted earlier today I'm like you know Nikki's paying for it when essentially she did nothing wrong other than have a desire to be fucking loved and everyone is respond you know the men especially are like oh everyone has choices da 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 she's ch-. and like yes i understand that but it goes into my bigger point of i think there's an issue there with successful women there's just some type of disconnect many times and- also i just think in general like if you've been trying for so long to like find love or like you know you really just want to be loved like you said and it happens to everybody. You don't have to be successful or not successful. It's like you find somebody and you get that little hit and like you want to run with that. Mm-hmm. Like you could be a bu- like even these like quote like girls that don't have a lot going on. Like it's like they get a hit of like somebody, you know, caring for someone. There's a lot of levels to it. You could care for somebody like financially and like take care of them, but then you can also like give them that like emotional support. That is just enough. Yeah. And you want breadcrumbs. Yes, and you want to hold on to it. Yeah. We were saying before, like I last year, like I was fully in love with this guy, like and I cared about him so much. But I also knew that he was super fucked up, and I was like, he has so many issues. He needs to go to therapy. We'd get into a fight every other week, and I kept thinking to myself, well, you know, everybody has a past, and Bitch, we can work same. through it. And you know, he hasn't disrespected me. It's just more about like his trash lifestyle. And then, you know, it caught to a point where he did disrespect me. And then I tried to even compensate for that. And I'm like, well, it's just because this and this and You're this. You're literally telling my story. I know. It's so crazy and how the same thing happens. And yeah. like, whatever. And I even told you, I was like, at the end of the day, it just comes from the fact that he is literally so insecure. Yeah. And he knows that I... I'm not even more successful than him because, like, let's be real, like, we both make, like, shit pay and, like, are really just doing the shit. But he knows that I have the capability yes. to do more. Mm-hmm. And his and he even told me, he was like, dude, like, every single day, like, I just kept thinking about how you could do so much better than me. And it really, like, scared me. And also, the only thing, like, he's just happy to, like, be living, like, he doesn't really have ambitions and goals because he's just happy that he could, like, do another day. And, and he's that not is, trying to reach for any bigger picture. And the baseline was, like, oh, like, I really enjoy, like, the little moments on the couch with him. Or, like, I like going to go eat here and there. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it was all, like, shitty. Like, yeah. it was fighting constantly. It was, like, worrying about what the fuck he was doing, where he was, blah, 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 blah. And it's, like, but it was, like, that little hit, like, I still wanted it. And I still thought that there was, like, a possibility. And I don't know. I feel like us as women, like, we're nurturers and we don't want to, like, give up on something. And yeah. I think that's how these successful women feel, too, is, like, this is something that I want to accomplish. And I'm I could do it in my everyday life. Why, why is this yes, not working? Yes, my I, logic is not... I am going to fix this person. Yes. And they're fucked up, but, like, I am so amazing or you know like whatever even if you don't think that it's just like something it's another thing to check off that yeah you've if, done. You, if you believe in yourself enough in, in business and every time you apply yourself it works if if it doesn't necessarily work the first or second time it works the third fourth time and i think 
we end up applying that logic to those situations despite the fact that the situation defies logic because the man there is just no logic there you also think to yourself like i believe in him right and this is in this example here again there are different ones but i think we're giving an example of successful people dating down and how that can play a role in affecting a situation and fucking it up or whatever and then there's examples of like dating just really fucking boring people that is just not stimulated and so sorry if you still listen to the show and you i'm just throwing unnecessary jabs at you but this again goes back to that guy that i always refer to that i dated the one month in between the valentine's day dude and and penny like on paper the guy was awesome but jesus if he didn't have the personality of a sponge i didn't know what to do you right exactly but i'm what i'm saying like i'm a fiery personality and he wasn't challenging me and despite the fact i'm very well aware that i can't be going for these bad boy types and whatever the case and i don't i wouldn't say i always do but nothing there stimulated me at all whatsoever he did not challenge me he did not seem like somebody that would help me grow in any way shape or form it just wasn't for me and again, I just want to keep going back to reiterating, I'm just using examples and a majority situation and not obviously the oh, the full-time situation, but I don't know. It's, it's just something that's like really fucking with me and I don't understand. Well, I guess I do understand. I guess it's really just a matter of like, potentially a lot of successful women are insecure in some sort of way. Definitely. Or they just don't know how to pick them. (laughs) I think also, like, at first, like, when I started dating this guy, I was like, Marissa, like, there's, like, nothing wrong with him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Like, it was weird because, like, in every relationship, like, that I'd been in before, it's like there was always some sort of, like, conflict. And it was, like, kind of exciting because it's like, it was, it was like a distraction. It was like, okay, this is, like, my, my, my project is, like, this person. Mm -hmm. And then when you don't have that, you're like, whoa, like this is like biz and you just kind of have to like get into it mm-hmm. like it's like a whole different journey that you have to take but yeah if you've never done it it's just it's a weird feeling question what do we think about jennifer lopez because that's a successful woman that stays with a man like but she and i know she's had a lot of them not a lot i don't want to discredit her but they've also been on different levels like backup dancers to well like- that was that was that was dating down full show but that seems like that could have been a by wasn't she dating ben affleck prior to that or was he was he before ben affleck or after ben affleck let us google um i think when did jennifer lopez marry her backup dancer what was his name chris mm-hmm. here's what i found Oh, there's a timeline on OprahMag.com. But you know, Lopez. also, like, at the, I think that, like, you can also compensate for that and be like, well, he was just trying to get his bag. Like, just because he was her backup dancer doesn't mean that he wasn't out here pushing, grinding, like, putting in the work, trying to build his own career. Chris Judd. Yes. Um, Isn't he something now? Don't know, but he came straight after Diddy. And that honestly could have been looking for the exact opposite of what she experienced working with him, which is a, I mean, I'm sorry, dating him, a workaholic, a narcissist, well, okay, don't want to throw that word around, probably a self-absorbed celebrity because you kind of have to be self-absorbed. You are your business. Um, So, and she was the accessory 
in a sense, because she was still upcoming. So it was always like Diddy and his girlfriend, Jennifer Lopez, and not Diddy and Jennifer Lopez. How long did they date for? From 99 to 2001, this tells me. Oh, really? And I then, have no idea. then she dated Chris Judd from 2001 to 2002. So literally straight from the breakup to Puff. So the dating down, I think he may be one of her only examples of dating down. Prior to that, she did. That we know he, of. Yeah, well, publicly. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. So... But that could have literally just been an ego bounce back situation. So that was done. Then Ben Affleck after that, Mark Anthony after that, and Ben was two years. I know there was a lot of conflict there, and I know he currently struggles with alcoholism, so it's quite possible potentially that was an issue back then. Um, she dated Mark Anthony, or I believe they married from yeah, 2004 to 2011. Like that was a long term, successful, great marriage. And since then, oh, Casper Smart dating down again. That? that was the other backup dancer she started dating. Oh, cool. But it's so interesting that after she dates a successful man in a high profile relationship, she goes back to dating down again. This is a very interesting pattern. And then who the fuck is Maxim Chermazizribla? During one of those off periods with Smart, Lopez was rumored to be getting hot and heavy with Dancing with the Stars Pro. Okay, well, that was just a fling, probably. That shouldn't be included in here. But then she does Drake, probably on like her single fling vibes, which get that shit, honey. And then since then. No, she's, no, 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 Drake, you get that shit. Well, both of y'all get that shit. <laughs> no, and Drake's then. Not a prize. <laughs> I mean, as, an, as a grown ass woman that wants to get some good dick, like. That's a fun little ride around, ride on the pony. Um, and then she dated uh, whoever she's. What? The, why am I black blinking right now? Who the fuck is she dating right now? Uh, a Rod. A Rod. So yes. I don't know. I, I that's a that's a pattern that I can't define or break down. But maybe maybe she's not an example of the women we're discussing, and this is an example of a, of a successful woman who knows who she is and knows what she wants and perhaps just exits situations when they no longer serve her. Yeah. That's... I think just in general, it's, like, about, like, the person that you meet and, like, circumstance. Like, sometimes you just come across somebody and you're like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And then it's, like, a vibe that you run with. And, like, even, like, if it's somebody, whatever, a backup dancer or somebody dating below you or, you know, somebody who's not exactly on your level, but it's, like, they catch you off guard Mm -hmm. and they, like... They, they hook on to you a little bit and you can't help but nurture that right. because you want, because like, you know, we want to love and like, mm-hmm. we want to care about people. And I think that, that like, I don't know about, what about like successful women who like try to date really successful men? It's like, it's a chase that like, is yeah, that what they're and, addicted to? And then, like I said too, a lot of times there's a clash of the egos there or whatever, or maybe there's not, I, I can't speak to it. I've never dated someone on my level. I've, probably only ever fucked somebody on my level but in a sense they actually weren't on my level because emotionally like in a maturity level like they're not there at all i think in general it's about trying to find somebody who like really is going to bring value to you yeah and that doesn't have to be like success it's the type of value that they're absolutely so like you could be whatever a backup blah 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 or like not but if the value that they're literally adding to your life is like trying to build you up and like that works for you like value comes in so many different ways and I think that that's how all good relationships work Mm -hmm. it's like you bring value to them they bring value to you and together you're good solid as a unit and apart and that's that's what we want in all good relationships do you think wow I honestly feel like J-Lo and maybe like a Rihanna are examples of successful women that don't have the insecurity issue because if you look at it like 
it seems like Rihanna's in, in, in control of her dating situations versus yeah. like you don't really see her getting doing done dirty. You kind of see her doing the dirt or just kind of like there's never really a thing. Whereas like a Chloe, you constantly see her getting the shit end of the stick. And that's another. That, success. But you know that she's insecure. Exactly. But I'm saying that's a perfect example. Yes. And we and, and let's look at that. And there's and, so many levels to her. Right. And uh, yeah, her sisters and the co- comparisons and the way she there's so many things. Right. And, and, and how she wanted to have a kid for it, so long. Right. She was the only one that didn't. So many things. And 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 so. Again, we look at Chloe and she's an, an amazing, beautiful, successful woman and, and Holly Berry. Like, we look at these people and it's like, why are you guys getting done wrong? And I think those are examples of the beautiful, not be- the successful women that just, they. Ha- I think it's a self-esteem thing. I honestly it's, do. It's people in general, though. It's like, if you are insecure, then you're not trying to go, like, you're not dreaming big enough. Like, yeah. when you're insecure, like... I mean, there's whatever, layers to whatever, it. Yeah, there's layers to it. But whatever you have is, like, just enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I was saying about, like, these guys that we both were dating were so insecure. And they couldn't add any value to us. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I feel like a lot of these women feel like, you know, there's not a lot of value that they can bring to the, oh, the I'm forgetting either. the most important element of why I also say it's difficult to date when you're successful. And this is slightly more, is it niche or niche? Niche. Niche. Sure, it's not niche. Nah, it's niche. Um, but as a celebrity woman or a woman yes, of notoriety, yes, yes. It, be- it becomes significantly more difficult as well because there's a trust factor there that that normal people don't have to factor in. And we can sit there and say whatever the fuck we want, but we are not famous, so you cannot. You literally just can't say. Like you don't know what you would do or how it would be, and. So the trust factor, and I deal with it, and I'm certainly not famous, but it's like, are you here because of what I can give you, what what benefits you get from being around me, or are you here because you're genuinely for me? And I think the Nikki thing is an example of that. It's this person she can trust because he's from home and he understands her and he gets her, and that was my same mentality going with Penny. I'm like, oh my God, it's great because he knows me from day one. But again, that goes with the insecurity thing. And Chloe too is like, you know, and I and I see these people, it's just like, who are they technically supposed to be? It's like you can't date a postal worker when you're Chloe Kardashian. You literally just it's just not. Well, it's happen. like also like women who are executives, like they yeah. don't want to resent the motherfucker you know at the end of the day it's like yeah I can pay for like it's like oh yeah I'm cool like I don't mind paying for this and then you just keep on doing and keep on doing it and then you're like what like I feel like I'm being taken advantage of you know that's that's definitely a huge factor to it and then like oh fuck you there's the um damn I was just gonna say as a successful person oh it seems and maybe I'm wrong and I didn't do enough research on this but that women successful women pay for uh, famous women pay for the antics of their man way worse than the woman than the man pays for the antics of the woman and so like i say that to say Mm -hmm. like you know they're dragging wendy all up and down the block because of what the man did or when offset cheated on cardi everyone you know cardi looks like fucking a dumbass and right now nikki looks like a fucking dumbass because how many okay well in like, there's so many cases, but, like, how many times does the woman cheating get reported? Right. Because nobody, because, like, it's, like, the dynamic is supposed to be, like, in our society. Mm-hmm. Like, the man and then the woman. Right. It's, like, she is 
kind of second to him. This is actually a totally kind of different point, but it's, for example, like, all these people drag Melania Trump for, like, just standing next to Trump and, like, not saying shit. And I'm like, bro, why is she supposed to say shit? Mm -hmm. She did not sign up to be the president. And also, like, I think it's so, like, antiquated that she's even supposed to be at the press conferences or that she's even supposed to travel with him because if a woman was president, is the guy going to stand next to her at every single briefing and blah, 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 No, because then we're going to complain that he has no fucking job and and he's he's dragging her down. And it makes – and, like, you know, I don't fucking like Trump and I don't like – I don't care for – I don't have – any opinion on Melania but I just think it's really fucked up that people are like she's so dumb she just stands there she has no initiatives that she's trying to do and I'm like yo Michelle was a fucking lawyer and Barack was her intern like she was made to be like a boss ass bitch like she had a career and like that was her thing and that was her lane and so when she became the first lady she wasn't gonna sit at home and do nothing she took on all the things that you know she did her bullying program and she did the garden and whatever that's what she wanted to do Melania she was a fucking model and she was also a housewife and like she should be allowed to be a model and a housewife. And like she doesn't have to be all of a sudden. And I don't a understand why figure. they're like parading her around and like making her do all these tours with him and then dragging the fuck out of her. Yeah. And like I'm literally like if it was a dude that was president or a woman that was president, I guarantee you that her dude is not going to be with her every single step of the way just standing on the sideline and everyone's going to be expecting him to say something and then if he does say something if he's like oh I'm going to start like this program they're going to be like he's trying to overshadow her you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying it's like and to piggyback off of that as well to the cheating thing it's like if you kind of think about it and I don't think I'm wrong when as I was just saying, the woman gets cheated on. We all clown the woman for, ah, ha, ha, bitch, you're trash. Your man, your man make you looking like a clown. Da, 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 da. When a woman cheats on a man, when it does get reported, it's like, oh, don't worry about that thought. You know, sympathy, sympathy. You're going to... How many times has that actually happened? It doesn't happen though? as often, I, I can't but even like... I can think of a situation where like a male celebrity's wife cheated on him. But and you, that we knew. But I mean, any scandal of a woman stepping out is always like front page news and shit. And I don't have examples, but we already know that's, that's the actual narrative because we don't fucking see it. And it becomes this yeah. thing of like... It's just the double standard. And again, so there is this whole thing is nuanced. There's so many different layers to it and different factors. But I think there is a uh, self-esteem issue in a lot of successful women. Bottom line there. And Nikki is a hundo P. Yeah. A prime example of it. And I once was as well, but I've been doing the work. Hmm. All right. Good chat. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, I guess quick weekend wrap wrap up. I went uh visited my homies on tour on Sunday. Um, Tyla is Tyla Yahweh, super dope, super dope singer. I guess I don't even. I'm not calling him a rapper. He's definitely just a singer. He's definitely a singer. Yeah, and a, like, more um, on the poppy lane. I feel like I, I feel like the Post Malone lane, whatever lane that is. It's like pop R and B leaning. No, not R and B. Pop hip hop, pop pop, pop pop, hip hop. <laughs> hip-hop and um so i went yeah so i've no, i've interviewed him at rolling loud 2017 and we just been hella cool since then so i was already on the east coast meeting with some of our meia mob which by the way thank you but, oh this. my god they were so did i miss the post or did you not post that much uh that i only probably posted like, i think three things that night okay. i don't even know if i posted that much but i was trying extremely hard to be in the moment and okay. not be on my phone and stuff yeah. because i know it's a general consensus that i always am and i did not want to be but ugh, i met so many great people and i'm just honestly so fucking honored that it was the m lounge in orlando on friday night and it was just really fucking cool to get to meet some of these people that listen to us and it ugh, i oh 
Thank you. Thank you guys for coming out seriously. And, um, but yeah, because I was on, uh, oh, and shout out to Dojo for having the baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She had her son and then Akira's about to pop any minute now. Oh, That's really? Yeah. yeah. And they're both, they're both big MEIA mob girls. Um, and your gift should be there tomorrow. But by the time you hear this, you should have it. Um, so congrats again. And, um, yeah, so since I was already on the East Coast and Tyla and Post and Swaley, who are all on tour together, they were also on the East Coast in the Carolinas. So I just hopped a quick flight over there. And Did you go with Carol? I couldn't see no, what was happening. I, no, no, no. Carol was home. You know, she she wasn't about to fly around the world with me. Uh, I was because I I was like not following that well, and I just saw that you guys were together, and then I saw that you were there, and then, and then like, I'm like in North Carolina, yeah, and then I'm like, in Atlanta, and then I texted you. I was like, "Are you coming back?" <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah, and so then I went and I went on the tour with them for the night, and that was super cool. They were in Greensboro, North Carolina, and like I said, I've known Tyla since 2017. And I actually, in 2018, he opened for Post as well on whatever tour Post he had then. And they hit the Hollywood Bowl. And just, like, literally to be, like, a good fucking friend, I didn't even ask for comp tickets. I bought myself a ticket oh, to, shit. like, truly support him because this was the first time he was having, like, a big show. Like, and because even when I interviewed him at Rolling Loud, he'd already performed when I met him at that point. So I, I had not seen him. And at that point, we've been friends for, like, eight months. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to support you. You're blowing up. I'm so excited. And I fucking got stuck in traffic on the way to the Hollywood Bowl and literally completely missed his set. And I was irate. I didn't even stay for post. I just watched St. John and fucking left because I wanted to fucking burn the whole Hollywood Bowl down. <laughs> and um, there's been like two other instances where, oh, yeah, another Rolling Loud, I think, that I missed him again. And then something else. And so all that to say, it's been over two years since I've known him and I never got to see him perform. So this was a really, 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 really cool moment to see. And Posty is honestly one of the biggest superstars in the world at the oh, point. And so to say that, he's doing humongloid arenas, sold out arenas. And so to see Tyla on that stage with an arena full of people with their lights on, you know, their camera lights and stuff, that was really, really, really cool to see and his name and all the graphics and shit like that. And, you know, we did beer pong backstage, white people shit. And um, I didn't actually do it, but I watched people do it. And I got drunk and I didn't throw up. Shout out to myself. Whoa, y'all, Marissa gets fucking throw up and drunk. I know. Every time she gets Very, drunk, damn near. Because it doesn't happen enough and then I throw up. But we, yeah, we talked about this. I almost threw up on my birthday. I almost. I had taken like 11 shots of tequila. And maybe the 12th would have been the one. I woke up in bed hungover at like 2 a.m. And I was like, ugh. Nice. Almost there. Haven't been there in a long time. Haven't been drunk drunk in a long time. We were drunk drunk on that day. Oh, you mean before that day, though? Yeah, before yeah. that day. I haven't. No, that's a lie. I've been drunk drunk a few times. But the, t- the day I threw up with Carol in Orlando two weeks ago was like the first time in a long time I had been drunk drunk. And then I was like baby drunk. Um, at the tour and he had an after party and we took a fucking party bus it was like a cool little just a a dope little night yeah and then um, the next day so then uh, we all slept there and then the next day I had fallen asleep I was sitting on the bus and then I wake up and the bus is just on the road and I was like oh good where are we going and I like look up the tour because everyone's knocked out and it's just me because I had to wake up for um, to work for double XL on the bus and we're fucking rolling along. I thought we were in North Carolina until like the afternoon. And then I was going to just go Uber after my shift to fucking the airport. And we're just rolling on along. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look up the thing and we're on our way to Duluth, Georgia. And, I, and Bro, you're so fucking blessed that you could fly anywhere. I know. Like, imagine if you were just like 
a not person a rogue girl that's like you know like relying on either somebody to buy them a flight or waiting until you get to the next city then having to pay a shit ton of money to buy your own flight oh like that would be God. so fucking stressful right or like, like i had already bought my return flight from north carolina and end up in atlanta shit, and that's, the, <laughs> see, I, that's the kind of person that i am is like because like i'm a little controlling like just because I like to be on top of my shit, like, I don't like not knowing when I'm going to leave somewhere. Like, I would be the person to buy that return flight just know the, knowing that I have it locked and loaded. And then if I'm going to be, like, not near that place, I'd be, like, stressing yeah, the fuck I mean, out. I don't, I have the luxury of not having to worry about it because I can list myself the same day and just go. So, it was fire because on the way to Duluth, Georgia, I googled, like, how far away from, I guess, Atlanta. And it was only 45 minutes outside of ATL. And there was plenty of flights because Atlanta's Delta's hub or the main hub headquarters so there's a trillion flights to LA and I just hopped on a flight once we got to Atlanta three hours later or Duluth and um and came home and yeah so um also there was a Bahama breeze in the parking lot what is of Bahama breeze you my f- posting about it I never I've never heard oh because you're from here that's the problem so Bahama breeze is a generic chain restaurant that of course, of course is it like island yes it's island infused it's most it's a Caribbean but like chain restaurant crib but it's honestly fire and I don't speak for myself because a lot of people agree with me too. And Marissa also has like zero and a half taste buds. Hundo P. So <laughs> don't take my word for like it her because taste buds are like But I've talked to people but I talked to people with taste buds and they also like Bahama Breeze. And Carol was always against it. But lucky me, there was also a Bahama Breeze in Orlando. So I went Friday and Monday to Bahama Breeze's Bro, big I, deal. Oh and I'm very sad because the closest Bahama Breeze where we currently live is Las Vegas. And sometimes I think about going there for Bahama Breeze, but I've you never... Are, what do you order? Please define your what this exemplary meal is that you would consider going to Vegas for and that you're so hyped about going to... Please, elaborate. It's literally just beef empanadas and a Bahamarita. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bahama... The, the beef empanadas are so fucking bomb and... Whoever I'm with tends to always order jerk chicken pasta. So I eat some jerk chicken pasta nine out of ten times at Bahama Breeze. Shout out to Danielle and shout out to Carol. They both eat those meals while we go there. And before they took it off the menu, back the way when I got introduced to Bahama Breeze was when I was living in King of Prussia with my ex-boyfriend Smoke in 2011, 2012, because there's one at King of KOP Mall. They used to have yuca fries that were bananas and you dip them in sauce but they took them off the menu yeah but have you ever like actually gotten to go get yuca fries like from like real ones from a non-chain restaurant like people that actually make them no I have not I went to a Nicaraguan restaurant on Valentine's Day and it was so fucking good dude I love trying new food I absolutely don't at all you guys should shameless plug follow $5 food where I show you the best $5 food in Los Angeles because Joyce loves to cook and Joyce also loves to eat um, I don't actually follow that page, so I guess I'm a bad friend, right? Kind of. Slightly. I haven't really posted on it just yet. I'm, like, trying to build a little a little organic platform. My least favorite thing is when people make these pages and then just buy a shit ton of followers because I'm, like, people don't actually like you. Like, right, and then there's buy- no engagement. Yeah. Like, so far, I think I have, like, 90 followers or something. And they, I bet and they I have, all engage. Well, I have, not, I have nothing posted on oh, it yet. Okay. And I haven't, and, but they've all been following me for, like, four months. And I look and see who's, like, following me. And it's all people that, like, I actually know. And, like, I'm like, damn, you guys are cool. And so once it gets a little bit more steam, I'm going to start, like, rolling out real posts. And I'm really excited about it. Okay. I think you, sh- you should make, like, a content calendar. And I think you should go hard yes, with it. That's yes. important. Um, 
lit. I'm excited for you, Joycey. Speaking of concerts before. We weren't. Yes, like, well, you were talking about Thailand. That you was were like talking about t- concerts. That was the worst segue ever, Joyce. You can't Sorry. do it like that. Speaking Sorry. of something we weren't well, actually speaking I'm of. I'm so excited because Janae is putting out her album tonight at midnight. Oh, shit. Oh, it's Thursday, huh? Yeah, oh. March 6th. And I am going to a Janae concert as like an actual fan. And I'm so... I. Congrats! I'm going to a Backstreet Boys concert as an actual yes. fan. I paid two hundred fifty dollars for that stupid shit. I paid nothing because okay. my man bought it. Okay, <laughs> surprise! Oh, no. for it. Yes, the healthy relationships with men with money that yeah. buy things. This is so cute. So we were over at his place, and I don't even know how this happened, but I ended up like climbing on top of him, on top of his shoulders, fully clothed. Oh, yeah, yeah, on top yeah. of his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. we were just because you know I'm like a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to like climb and like hop around. And we were smoking, and he like was, that while you're sitting on his shoulders. Yes, like okay. he was lighting a joint, and I just like climbed on top of him, and then okay. I ended up on his shoulders. And we were like projecting music videos in his room because he has a projector. And I don't know how this happened, but it was like a Janae reel, and it was like we were at a Janae concert, and it was like it was just like one of those organic moments where like we were singing along to all the songs because he likes Janae just as much as me. And then the next morning, he fucking surprised us and bought tickets, and he was like, we're going to go to a real Janae concert. You literally have a dope, amazing, thoughtful, creative... Like, I I, I was telling Joycey off-air, I really... Guys, I I don't know. I really like this one. I'm, I feel really good about this one, Joycey. I don't... Like, this is, like, one of those instances where I feel like he's cooler than me. And so it's like, I need to work on, like, keeping this a thing. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But don't think of it like that. I know. Work I on, don't, though. Work, I don't. Because okay. he's also, like, really reassuring and, like, I feel really comfortable with him. I don't feel like I'm fighting and I'm not like, oh, my God, I need your attention. Like, it's really good. But then also, like, when I do get a little, ugh, like, oh, shit, he's so good. But, yeah. Hmm. Relationships and the nuances of them. <sighs> um, What else can we discuss? We both have new artists we want to mention. I don't want to talk about this Megan Thee Stallion record deal situation because I honestly don't know enough about it. Um, in a nutshell, it appears that... Well, it is not, it's not appeared. It's fact. Megan Thee Stallion, who is only like 24, so I guess... She's she, very young. She's still in school. No, but how old is she for sure? 24. Okay, so four years ago, approximately, she signed this deal. Although it's saying t- 2018 and things, but she keeps saying 20 years old, so that would have been 2016, if that's correct with her math. Um, she signed a deal with this independent record label based out of her home state of Texas called 1501 Records. And in that deal that she... She's 25. Okay, so five years ago then. But can you Google the article and and see if, like, because I I swear they keep saying 2018, so this math is not adding up for me. Um, So this is... You know, she's bubbling in, in Texas, but she's not on a, on a major scale yet. And at this time, her mother, may she rest in peace, is managing her. And she signs a deal with this independent label ran by a former uh, Major League Baseball star, Carl Crawford. And apparently the terms of the deal are 1501 what is it 2018 was that right she just doesn't know how to do math because uh she signed the deal in 2018 which was now three years ago and she's no not even three i mean unless it was February four it was oh okay so so literally three years ago ago. no two 18 and 19 19 to 20 that's two years ago yeah so literally it's only a two-year-old deal damn and it was before it was right when tina snow came out and she only got a ten thousand dollar advance 
But that's what she's saying, and Carl is saying they gave her fifty thousand when they signed a different deal. So this is why I didn't really necessarily want to discuss it because I'm also not well versed on first artist contracts. And so what I'm seeing on the internet is he did a 60-40 split, 60 in his favor, 40 in her favor, which is obviously sounds to the average ear fucking repug because it's like, how are you getting a a majority stake of her, her likeness, essentially? But what I don't know well enough about is if first artist deals like that are structured like that. And he said she also got to own a percentage of her master's, which is 10. That's very important. Um, I don't know if perhaps first artist deals are structured like that because of how much money has to go into the artist in those stages. Like the development? The development stage. Thank you for that word because I was looking for it and didn't have it. In the development stage, there's a lot of investments happening. And I guess that kind of guarantees their ROI. Return on investment. Sorry, guys. Yeah, their return on investment. And so from Carl's account and uh, Jay Prince, who is a, a music figure, a veteran music figure in Texas, but he's also very well known for his Shugnite-esque vibes, tactics, I want to say. Like he puts the fear of God in people. <laughs> and so people don't fuck around with Jay Prince. So... Jay Prince has, and his son is Jazz Prince, who was once engaged to Christina Milian, blah, 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 um, who's also a music executive and discovered Drake and shit like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. So Jay Prince, the OG, is basically now homies with Carl and speaking out on his behalf as well. Like, look, you guys are trying to strong on the little guy because what happened now is in 2019, a year and change later, as Meg's picking up steam, picking up steam, hot girl summer, shit's lit as fuck. She signs to Rock Rock Nation, I'm sorry, but for management. Now, to be clear, Rock Nation has multiple divisions and you can be signed as an actual artist as a record label of Rock Nation. I mean, on the record label of Rock Nation, or you can be signed as an artist managed. And what does that mean? What, so, would being, what would that entail? So if you're signing to Rock Nation as an artist with a record deal, that is, they're doing your marketing, they're doing the percentages of, they're taking a percentage of everything you do, depending on your deal, if it's a 360, if they get them. They're a, doing nope. your bookings and your concerts. All this shit. They're li- right. nah, bookings no. and concerts, that's manager. So okay, you, you so have. what is management? So management would be, you know, putting you in the right rooms, getting you deals, okay. things of that nature, closing deals, essentially. They do their business on their okay. behalf. And um, whereas a record label is doing their music and strictly that, and they're keeping it there. And so. then what does it mean to be an independent artist signed to a label? So when that happens, you're no necessarily longer. Well, it depends on the thing. So it's, if it's an independent label, you're technically still an independent artist. What's an independent label? Sorry it's, for all these stupid No, like, no, I, this I, is I important questions like, <laughs> because a lot of people are going to yeah. answer the same thing. And I don't know sometimes how to talk in layman's terms because I've been around it too long but so an independent label is I mean I'm sorry to be so basic but it's just not a major label and so a major label has the capital the big capital to do the big 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 move so we're talking Def Jam Universal who owns Def Jam um Atlantic Interscope Interscope the big boys and so the smaller indie labels don't have as much money don't have as much capital but that you have more freedom at those places because, because it's, not a, it's not a major show. corporation. Yeah. It's essentially like, are you going to work for a big brand like L'Oreal or are you going to go work for a startup? How much more You free- don't have to fit the mold of the label. You Ex- can mold the label itself. Exactly. So um, 
So now the thing became some independent labels don't have the capacity to do with a certain okay so what am I trying to say so Megan was becoming a huge a huge a huger deal than 1501 would have been able to move on their own and there are other people that just because of their level their caliber maybe like a chance the rapper or something even though he has distribution through a major so it's kind of a little convoluted a bit and there was money behind him and I don't know if he's distro through a major but there's something there that doesn't make him completely independent um but somebody like Megan who was on the cusp she needs those big companies to push her to like catapult her to like the Nikki level right because she was she was so so what do they do like in that instance so in that instance she was like the yeah producer well no so in that instance 1501 partnered with Rock Nation and so they were all part of a deal together what appears to be happening now is Megan wants to strictly go to Rock Nation and basically cut off Carl and 1501 so she went into negotiations with them to try to renegotiate the original contract that gave him 60 and her 40 and by her account he's basically just being a bitch and blocking her from her blessings and he needs to just give it up and whatever whatever and again I I cannot speak toward it I don't know I have not seen anybody's paperwork, but by Carl's account, he gave her a completely fair deal. And what she's just doing right now is just trying to figure out a way to cut him out of any Is she more trying compass. to cut him out or is she trying to get more of her bag, like a more of a percentage? Well, what he's saying is you're trying to cut me out completely. She's trying to frame it. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not. So it kind of seems like there's a little, not everyone's telling the whole story. And then like she kept saying like, I'm an independent artist signed to an independent label. Does that not, like, so she's supposed to just be able to, do, like, do whatever she wants is what she's saying? Like, I, put out music when she wants. It's typically supposed to work that like that. To work with, but the kind of music yeah. without having to, like, you know, make the music that they're telling you to make. Right. But because legally she's bound to 1501 and they are, the, on paper, the people who are allowed to distribute her music, they can block her from putting out any music and I guess that's what she's saying like this is I'm, I'm meeting I'm getting blocked now because I'm trying to rene- renegotiate my contract go ahead is she would she be allowed to just well yeah like that's what dropping a mixtape is right is when no you, when you drop music not through your label and then you don't make money off of it but well at, at this point the way that the game has turned there is no such thing so because all mixtapes are now going to digital they streaming to stream. providers aka DSPs um digital streaming yeah now it doesn't matter you're making a profit off of all of those things mm-hmm. the difference now in this era of a mixtape and an album is mm-hmm. the label's not giving you as big of a budget for your mixtape as they're giving you for your album so okay, that's so literally the only marketing right exactly okay. so that's what they're just trying to say like this isn't a major Shout project out SoundCloud, <laughs> Fact. so um so oh. now the issue is and we can all say like well then why doesn't she just put out music they have all the power to pull down all of those music all of that music immediately which is why and when an artist says like i'm i'm stuck i'm stuck i'm stuck there's literally nothing they can do the second they release it it's getting taken down and they have every right to they as in the label have every right to take it down because of the contracts they have so and again have not read into this so i don't know but i think what i've gathered is megan is trying to completely go to rock nation as the label side and not just management okay and that's what the problem is and carl saying i invested hella bread into you you were like my discovery i think at this point obviously the relationship sour so he's not like it doesn't matter going forward with that but i think what he's looking for is kind of like 
at least for in the, I want to cut of the pie. Yeah, and maybe not forever, but at least for enough time where it makes sense. And I was learning. I want my rec- I want my recognition exactly. for recognizing you, right? And for pumping my money into you. But Megan and her friends or her best friend um, have said like, "You didn't even invest. This was all Megan's money." And then Megan's saying, "You know, I didn't but know." How did she make the money? Like she made the money through them, right? And so it's I don't I don't know. But then again, Tina Snow. If you're saying that came out just around then, right? So she it came was out like, right after that. So she's already doing her thing. Like, she was popping, right? So she, I remember she had some money. I I seen her on Twitter doing all the freestyles, and she was blowing right, the fuck up. Right. I remember it was I don't know when it was, but there was this one video that I had seen of her, like because I'd been following her on Instagram like way before Tina Snow came out, just because of this one freestyle. And there's another person like that too. What's her name? Lady London. I've been following her for forever. She's like this dope lyricist and from she, London. Or? No, she's from uh, she's from New York, but she lives in L.A. And okay. she's, like, fire. She's not signed to anybody yet, but, like, everybody kind of knows who she is because she, like, her pen game is crazy. Crazy, crazy. But around the same time, I, like, have been following them for, you know. I don't know. So, I, I yeah. So, in conclusion, that's my conclusion because I have no conclusion because I don't know what's happening. But I am not going to... And what other what also bugs me out is all these people online just like adding their two cents into the situation when no one that's commenting knows anything about the music business or how deals are structured or what the terms of a good deal is. Oh my god, I seen one person say, "So she only got fifteen thousand dollars this whole time," and I'm like, "Bruh." Right. <laughs> and if that's what you think, I retweeted something that Wayno wrote, and I know that this is something. That was close to him because he used to manage Dave East. And this is Wayno that is currently um, the host of Everyday Struggle with uh, What's-His-Face and Nadeska. Um, Wayno, 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 where is my retweet? Um, 23 hours ago, tweeting about bullshit. And then I have like three questions for you. Me looking at all the artists that's doing or did their team dirty comment on this Megan shit. And it's a Stephen A. Smith picture like looking at you like fuck out of here. So... Wayno would obviously know more on the music side about that. So even that alone right there kind of shows me like, I believe this is sort of an example of that. Like I got on, I kind of just, I don't want to have to keep owing you type of thing. But it becomes a discussion then, how long is she supposed to be indebted to this person? If he made his money back, but what if he didn't make enough of a profit? Is that fair too? To break even is not necessarily fair for all the work he would have put into her. You have to kind of profit off of that as well. So don't know. Can't really comment. But that's most of the sitch. But ask me your other three questions you had. Oh, question. Did you listen to the Kehlani song that she dropped on SoundCloud? About the Valentine's Day shit? No. uh, About like getting completely fucked over by YG and how, why, why and how they broke up. Yeah, yep. That was so personal and so wrong. Oh, I thought this had to do with the Megan thing. No, 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 no,
and they gave her the shit under the stick in that scenario. Oh my god, the P&D ones. god yeah. I, I'll never. But like you P&D. saw that crumbling from the you. You called it. Yeah, I mean, and I, uh, ugh, I still don't like. P- Honestly, I'm gonna get upset talking about that. So let's fucking change the subject. Um, uh, I wanted to say that. Oh, there's a clueless pop up coming to LA, and I'm fucking thrilled. Tickets go on sale March somethingth. Very great info there, but it's by the same people that. Uh, Saved by the Bell, they brought the actual restaurant here of, from the show for the anniversary of something. And they did a Saved by the Bell pop-up and it was super cool. And there was like all different merch there and shit. And you could actually eat in the restaurant. And now for the 25th anniversary of Clueless's release, they are doing a Clueless pop-up. Not a hundo P sure what those scenes would look like. Maybe they'll do like Cher's Closet did you watch that movie and like she could yes and like, uh, she has a little thing yeah, and she can like literally yeah, select all the that's outfits the that only, she wants to put together the only scene from clueless that like you know it, it wasn't like like no the house party I, I you know what i love okay i'm so bad with movies but i love clueless because it's set in la and it's set when they're in high school so there's like so many like little references that i keep on catching and they're like oh my god i would never go to the valley Ugh. like stuff like that i gotta watch it too now that i'm an la resident that's yeah, so funny because like, i am so great and honestly every time i see like a rinky dink um liquor store around here i'm always like i wonder if that's where they filmed clueless remember the scene where yes. she gets robbed yeah. or whatever um but no i was saying like yeah i know there's house party i mean, there's a lot of things happening but nothing is like a like a distinct room you know what i'm saying like a like the restaurant and say by the like bell the school is it that's what i was thinking maybe the classroom or even maybe like their car like they could like oh i'll bet you there's gonna be the car you could yeah. sit in like the yeah. jeep or something yeah. like that take pictures um the classroom probably will be one i want to say i might be lying but I want to not be lying. I think the water fountain from that thing, no. The Friends water fountain is used in another major, major movie. And I want to say it's Clueless, but I might I be lying. Because they don't look the same in my brain now that I'm thinking of both. I, but I don't know. I can't. I don't, that scene doesn't come in my head. Yeah. It's like towards the end when she has an epiphany that she's in love with Josh. She's shopping and she passes a water fountain. And she's like, in, in her mind, she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And they're at the West Side fucking pavilion in that movie, which is a mall that doesn't exist anymore. Oh. And it, oh my God. Yes. The West Side Pavilion is in West LA. I used to go there all the time after school. And it's freaking, you know, malls are all getting shut down. So they're converting the thing into offices. But oh, it's like depressing. the 80s West Side Pavilion, like where they go shopping. Like, I remember. Damn, I kind of want to know if Clueless is like streaming now because you just made it's me really want to see it. Or I had seen, I saw, I saw it on Netflix because I don't watch movies like that. And I have seen it so many times. Where can I watch? The movie The Heathers is really good Clueless. Too. I recently watched that. And by recently, I mean a year and a half ago. But that's recent enough to do that. Um, but it led me into the... Question, because uh, Britney Spears currently has a pop-up here, and it has all scenes from her music videos, which obviously so makes fun. super sense. Yeah, I'm going, and I bought the red jumpsuit from her Oops, I Did It Again video shoot. Fuck and yeah. I can't fucking win. Go ham. And um, previous ones, we've had, like, the World of Fruit, the Museum of Ice Cream, the Taco Town, or whatever the fuck they had, that Margarita something. Remember, we were going to go last year, and then we never went. Um, so they have all these pop-ups, but it kind of got me thinking, like, what else – would you like to see whether it be a show a movie an object a an like a thing um i can't really think of anything specific but i went to something recently did i talk about this on the podcast i, I can't remember i went to this to art exhibit it was by lauren halsey and she's an, an artist from uh los angeles and basically what she did is she took all of these signs from like Los Angeles, like, black neighborhoods, Yeah, basically. you didn't tell us. Nope. And um, 
she, because I'm a, you guys, I feel like on the podcast don't know this, but I'm like a huge history buff and like I love architecture. I love buildings. I specifically really like LA, LA architecture, LA buildings. And she built this entire exhibit taking like signs that you would see throughout LA, like freaking like hair weave, liquor shop, Cheetos, like took everything and blew it up to this major scale and mm-hmm. built like this little like fantasy land out what? of it. And what did and it look like? It, I'll show you. Like a bunch of people have gone to it. I think the exhibit is through March 15th. Oh my gosh. But it's like completely mirrored. It's very, very colorful. And it's like basically she wants to like preserve black culture because it's like all kind of dissipating with like gentrification of neighborhoods and stuff. So she built this entire exhibit to like memorialize all these places that were very important to her fucking lit dude and i went and it was fucking sick and uh i know like it's not like a place that you would like go around and i mean you could take pictures and stuff but it was just cool to like be a part of i got invited to this that's opening up and cake land gallery that's totally right up up my alley and it's the uh, it's an immersive exhibit by renowned artist Scott Hove. It's going to be a year long residency in Chinatown, and it is a multi sensory wonderland guiding viewers through a frosted covered labyrinth that explores the clashing forces of light and dark. Through the artist's signature cake inspired work, the immersive fine art installation is a transcendental, emotional, and mind expanding experience winding through a series of highly dramatic and exquisitely exquisitely crafted rooms look at the rest of this shit too that's crazy this is what i was talking about that shit looks fire and just like you said it's super colorful too it's super colorful and it's a bunch of signs that like you would see around so it's like freeway signs liquor shop signs like just places you know that's lit really sick exhibit i think i would love to see and this is going to come as a surprise to absolutely no one particularly because of the name of our show but i would (laughs) love to see a clarissa explains it all pop up there's obviously okay now but i say there's so many things they can do there but honestly the most i could think of is like well no because it's a set so like her bedroom because that's what i'm saying clueless was never a set it was like in different places it was yeah so it's kind of hard but it's like there's it's like a specific look for a set of a show so you could do her living room her kitchen her bedroom which was always my inspo for life which is why my house looks like this like literally i got this all from clarissa explains it all like her house was colorful and had plants and shit like that um but i would super love to see that i feel like you can and i I remember they kind of did it around the time the rugrats movie came out in the 90s or maybe the simpsons movie when it came out in like the late 90s early movie did not come out in in like the early 00s mid 00s no so i really think it was the rugrats movie though spider pig does whatever whatever a spider pig does um yeah name of the episode spider pig uh but i think maybe it was both but they recreated those houses i definitely think it was the rugrats house because i think it was like a competition to like win a trip to the rugrats house but i say that to say those are easy things you can create too i mean obviously those are cartoons you got to create it into like tangible things but that's what like yeah, universal the only is ones that i could think of are cartoons which i mean universal does it with the um homer simpson area totally. you know what i'm saying like there those are those are fun that that's like a big scale version of it but like i would like to see a rugrats one i guess i would like i don't know what else i want to see like a powerpuff girls one <gasps> that would be hella because they could make like the bedroom and then they could do like mojo jojo and then they could do like the lab and like that would be really cute and then to piggyback off that dexter's laboratory because yeah. you could literally build the laboratory yeah. 
Um, damn, what else did I fucking love from a kid? Like, what is the oh, babysitters club? Yeah, no, there's really nothing there. No, you could totally. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, you can make you can make Claudia's room where they yes, have the meetings, yes, and then like with the phone. Yes, and, like so. Cute. And then you can make your own. Like they can have like activities. Like you make your own kid kit, and and like yeah. you know, I used to have a kid kit when I was a babysitter because I got it from the book. I have so many like babysitter club like. But special like, edition shit but besides that though what the fuck could you do because we never really saw anyone know, else's just, room it was just like fucking you could, your imagination right, you, you, you can make, make it but I mean that but that's cool too though because you can make up what dude doing that set design would be so fun right, someone give me that fucking budget and I will make it because I feel like I can put that shit what's that word together. creative um like you have a creative license a creative something like that like they allow you to be free in your yes. creativity, essentially, which that would because you're not give you green light. To yeah, just do whatever. Damn, I want to think. I feel like there's definitely. I think Mean Girls would be cool. Yeah, I never really watched that movie, but I love that. It movie. has a hardcore cult following. I think yes. that would be. They could totally do like the bedroom. They could do the school. Like, there's so many things that you could do with Mean Girls. I would like a space balls pop up I'm now because now that I said the I'll word cult following, balls. you are five. You wouldn't know, but <laughs> I'm actually 23. <laughs> saying the word cult following made me kind of think of like other things that have a cult following. Spaceballs is a parody done off of Star Wars, oh, and gosh. it was in the 80s. It was uh, starring Rick Moranis, who did who starred in like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Have you oh, ever heard I've of that seen movie? That yeah, movie and look at I like you. It. So the dad from that movie, he stars in that movie, and instead of um. I honestly never saw any Star Wars, but there's like a big blobby thing that's like evil or something like that. Some type of evil guy. And whatever it was. Hashtag the, Star Wars. Right. The remix of that was Java the or Pizza. I think it's Java the Hut in in Star Wars. And so in Spaceballs, it's Pizza the Hut and he's like an oozing thing of pizza. Like it's literally just stupid and dumb and okay. like just just dumb. And um but I think that would be cool because you can make all the spaceships and shit. Uh what else has a cult following? Sleepaway Camp horror film from the 80s and 90s. Know. You also wouldn't know. But this makes me like, I wish like directing music videos would be so fun, dude. I feel like I'd be really good at it. I don't know if I would be really good at it. Or like set at. designing music videos. That just sounds so fun to me. I'm wondering, I mean, it probably costs a lot of money, but like that seems like it should start being a part of like movie rollouts. No, because it's tough. What um Like pop-up experiences for things mm. like that. But then it's tough because if the movie's brand new... You don't Nobody have a con- knows yeah. You don't have a connection. Oh wait, but have you ever actually? This is like, have you? You would really enjoy this, Marissa. So at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery every summer. Where's that? Uh, in Hollywood, <laughs> in the Seems middle legit. of Hollywood. Okay. Um, there's this thing called Sinespia, and they put on outdoor movies where you just pay like ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, and you go, you watch the movie outside, and they always build a set for <gasps> the movie, and you can take Fucking a picture cool. and enjoy it. So you're like watching a movie, and they project it on this huge screen, and everybody goes and picnic. You bring wine, you bring cheese, whatever. I went for like do the right thing. They built a set for that. I think I didn't go for Clueless. What's what's the other movie that's like Breakfast Club? I went oh. for the Breakfast Club one, and they built like a Breakfast Club set, just one set, and it's like they always play like old school like nostalgic movies, and then they build a set, and everybody can like go and take pictures afterwards. You would really fucking enjoy that shit. I absolutely, I have to do. And that the movies summer. that they choose are like Probably always classics, classics yeah. like Titanic or something, and then they'll build like a t- one scene from the movie. And like the hole when yeah. you like stand on yeah. it and take yeah. a picture but, but I feel like they do something more creative than that so my idea for the producers of Jumanji you're welcome pay me later because that's already a cult legacy from the original and I'm sure they're gonna do a third sequel because they did good with the first two with Dwayne and uh what's his name Kevin Hart build out a Jumanji pop-up 
I'd go to that. But I want you guys to do the old ones, not the current Jumanji, because we're not connected to that. But I would go see that. You could play the game and shit like that. In the jungle, you must oh. wait until the dice three, four, or eight. Is it four or eight or two or eight? You don't know. I'm asking you. Um, yeah, I would love to hear what you else you guys would like to see pop up of too, because there's literally no reason for it and we can't do anything about it. But it's a fun conversation that I enjoy thinking about. You know, Marissa, you have on your list... The dad? Yeah. I was literally just about to close with that before we go. Oh, I um, have two things to close with. Oh, but. you want to go first? And I feel like we should just close on that disgusting note and let them uh, fester with it. I'm very disappointed in Summer Walker. And I feel like... Oh, the coronavirus stuff, yep. She... Her publicist, someone needs to get on top of her. She's crazy. Also, her nose job is trash. I haven't seen it, but I've seen all the comments about it. I love her, and I was rooting for her so hard. I listen. I I go through this thing where I only listen to like one album for an entire month, and for me, it was Summer Walker. And she had the audacity to call Chinese people trifling and nasty, literally in that way, and then defended it by saying, "I said what I said. They're trifling and nasty." And I'm like, "Bitch, you're the one who's out here talking about you don't like to shower." Right. That's nasty. Do you know? how nasty it is not to shower it's also really fucking like and we've talked about this before like people just shit on chinese people as a race and it's like okay well, to like, say shit but and everyone's being like this is like xenophobia xenophobia and i'm like can we use the word racist because like it's also hella racist yeah. and like everybody is just like you know it kind of just like rolls off the back kind of thing it's like oh yeah it sucks but it doesn't suck that bad kind mm-hmm. of. and i'm just like but, you know, I did see a lot of people on Twitter being in defense of not, like, going against her and being like, she's trash. So, I really do appreciate that. And everybody's like, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing, which is actually serious, a lot more serious than everybody knows it eh, to be. I'm not concerned. I mean, I should be, but I'm just, I don't have time to be, so. I just, just hope I don't die. I just know, like, it's it's actually, like, a real thing. Just wash and- your hands and be safe. So put soap in your bathroom, <laughs> yeah. We don't have soap in the downstairs bathroom here, and Joyce complains about it every time, and every time I do nothing about it. And because still no it's been soup. three weeks. Probably longer. And you talk about how your bathroom doesn't work, so you're only using the one down No, here. the bathroom, I fixed that shit now, um, but yeah, so. But yeah, no, I, uh, the coronavirus is protect yourself, and also Summer Walker, you kind of suck. But also, just like in general, I feel like artists really do need to, you know, go through like media training absolutely but um lauren london lauren london summer walker has already said like she doesn't give a this shit isn't she her, has anxiety. Yeah. this isn't what she wants to do were you the one that told me that um people who do sports now have to take like media classes so that if they want to transition out of sports they can do more broadcasting stuff oh no they don't have to i was but saying they, that they offer them at the camps yes, yes, yeah and yes. that's where the studio stick would come in it would be very yes, yeah yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. i think that's super cool yeah and also thanks to, i got a couple people that gave suggestions for like marketing for the studio stick which i thought was super cool and i, I still gotta check that out yeah well it's not out yet but it'll be out in a month maybe we need one of them to no we do <laughs> And, um, and again, like I said, I'm going to have a, a, a discount code for you all. And again, the studio stick is a portable, complete recording studio. It's one microphone. It's, you know, it, it connects to an app on your phone. It does, you don't plug it into the wall. It goes, it feeds off of your phone battery. It's TSA approved. It's light. It's easy. The recording quality is amazing. And the price point is $4.99 and that is yours. And it has editing tools in the app and all of that stuff. So super lit, like I said, coming out April and I will have a discount code for percent off. Um, and then to close, I was... I've seen this on Marissa's Spinsta and, like, literally threw up in my mouth. I threw up in my mouth as I was doing it. So I'm a nosy human being. I just like looking at things. I use my father's Prime account, 
and I was just looking at past orders and it wasn't honestly that much about my dad as much as like I don't know I watch my own stories all day I like I read my tweets like I just kind of want to see what I've ordered over the last couple of months that I've had his prime thing or whatever just kind of reflect I'm like oh yeah I love that purchase good purchase and so I'm like scrolling through it and you know you see the picture and then it has like the, the words next to it and I saw the picture I'm like ah, that looks like a, a dildo and then I like read the description. And I'm like, oh my God. And not only was it a dildo, but it was like a big black fucking cock for him and his girlfriend, I think. And then I, <laughs> I'm a glutton for pain. A bitch kept scrolling. And there was another one. <laughs> and this one had like the- Ew, ew, ew. I could not be in a room with his girlfriend it, after this. It had like the butt part and it vibrates and stuff. And then I was just thinking about it. I'm like, bro. No fucking wonder I have a father who is ridiculously filthy and buys gross shit on Amazon. I have a mother who, <laughs> she's hilarious, wears mink coats, takes pictures and tweets them with rap lyrics that she Googled about mink coats. So I'm literally like, this is why I am me because I have fucking ridiculous parents. And then of course, Narcissus Glenn I text him like jokingly who fucking gives a shit like I, like whatever I text him I'm like um you're gross I can't unsee it I was being nosy and looked in our orders Did you show your brother? I called him today a little bitch didn't call me back um and I, I said it to my dad I was like uh you know lol can't unsee that filthy or whatever and fucking oh my gosh yo he's the biggest narcissist this is what he does and this is why I always fucking talk about it his response I was kind enough to give you my password. How dare you betray my trust? I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, what do you, who can, shut up. Like, shit, like, and like, oh God, he just annoys the fuck out of me. I didn't, I didn't respond after that. Um, yeah, but shut the fuck up. Seriously, shut up. Anyway. I have one last oh, yeah. partying thing. Go. I found a new artist and he's fucking amazing and I jokingly have said that I discovered him. I definitely did not discover him because Drake put him on a song this week. But uh, yeah. his name is Giveon. There's so much mystery behind him because he has no interviews out. He barely has – he has four songs out. They're all amazing. He sounds like a new age, like Teddy Pendergrass. He has, like, this baritone voice. He sings like he's from the UK, but I read that he's from Long Beach, and I don't really know. He is so fine. And his muse, his voice is like godly. Like I haven't heard anything like it before. I'm laughing because you're literally describing like what the weekend was before. Mm-hmm. Yes, the weekend is not a new age Teddy Pendergrass. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> say, I'm saying the pr- presentation of not doing any interviews, oh, no right, live right. performances. Okay. He's associated so with there, Drake. So there's this like mystery. P and D also did this too. That, yeah. Well, they're still missed kind of. But anyways. It makes him so hot. But I, I say that to say I, I see an OVO signing coming very soon. I don't know. No, I'm telling you. This is, this is a big really formula. It doesn't really the bill, though. I bet you. How much you want to bet? I think it's going to happen. Although, I can say the climate now, you don't need those labels. Any, he, like, if he's doing good on his own, he may not have and to. And also, his voice is kind of more made. It's not, it, it's not like a mainstream kind of sound. Mm. Even, I don't know, like, even though those guys, like maybe like at the time they weren't either but like he's very he's he's like a soul singer he's Mm. not like a 
not even like yeah he's r&b but like very like from the soul and like it's very slow very like baby making kind of like old Ugh, time so music. shit i would never love did you see the other so speaking of artist shrouded in mystery is perfect before we go did you see the artist i was posting like obsessing over last week that no. went super viral i'm so bad i haven't been on social media that his much. name is rmr again oh fuck yeah, yeah. i saw that video just like just like the same scenario he's shrouding himself in mystery his um social media instagram only has three posts and out of the blue he posted a video last week and at the time it was you know most of us that don't listen to country had no idea that it was a remake of a song but it ended up being it was a remake of a rascal flat song from 2004 it's like a it's a country song and the beautiful velvety voice and and obviously the tone of a country song completely clashed with the lyrics where he's singing about like fuck 12 and like and it's like auto-tune-y yeah like, well not even though but like, he's a beautiful yeah. voice yeah. and and then the visuals again like he it's like this it's, it's so like fun. it's like this beautiful beautiful song although the lyrics if you listen to it it's not beautiful it's hilarious like about trapping and shit like that like one lyric is bitches that broke my heart they became hoes i scammed um which i told guap i was like you gotta do the remix immediately and then the video went with the lyrics but not the sound. So it just, it was a very, what is that word? Like a juxtapose? Yeah. Like it was super cool. Juxtapositioning, yeah. Yeah, like he had the, um, the St. Laurent uh, uh, bulletproof vest. Yeah. And he had all, you know, like the, the expensive shit. And they all had guns. They were just trapping their asses off. And he's wearing a ski mask in the thing. And he's done minimal interviews since then. And you then don't know what he looks like. At all. You just know he's a chub. And in the interviews since then, that's all he's really saying. And in, in his Instagram story, I heard an Atlanta accent first. And I was like, interesting. And then he did an interview and said, like, he lives in L.A., but he spent a lot of time in Atlanta, which is, like, kind of where he got the love for the South from and hence and the, the idea. But they pulled the song down uh, within a couple days because, obviously, like what I said. the video? Yeah, everything's down. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm pissed. But I just saw it. Well, they were ripped and shit like that. And I haven't checked in in two days. It's March 5th. I don't know. And last time I looked was March 3rd where everything was off of DSPs. But again, digital streaming providers. Um, and YouTube as well. But I don't know if maybe something came back up because in the interviews I've been reading... You know, again, like they're doing the hype train. They're doing the whole who's this mystery man, yada, yada, yada. And so the man that he is having represent him um, said like, oh, don't worry, it's going to be back up. But I don't know, that guy kind of sounds erratic too. this manager that he picked. And from what I'm hearing, he used to work for Kid Ink, this person, and parted ways with him. But this guy, I think his name is Adrian or something like, I don't know, he was on Twitter saying oh in december and january i was taking label meetings and no one wanted to hire me and now that i have this artist everyone's calling me this that and the third i bet you i'm gonna have um a label job real soon and so that concerned me because it sounds it's more, more about him exactly than his and also in december and january that was like two months ago oh, oh wow you did a couple interviews over the course of two months people look for jobs for like six seven months like and you probably had like three label interviews maximum you know what i mean like that was the weirdest shit that literally just happened like that's a job hunt window and then of course they're calling you but they're not calling you for you to work for them they're calling you because you happen to like get the artist yes. it doesn't mean anything yes. about your value oh i know people like that and so that's just concerning but i mean when my girlfriend told me like he used to work for Kid Ink, I'm like, well, maybe he is reputable then in some some capacity. But that was really concerning, and I wouldn't want a person like that representing me. Who <laughs> knows? But probably making enough money to live comfortably oh, without putting out another song. Exactly. 2014, 2013, Ex- was- 2015 even. Yeah. The, the Dage Loaf record I think was 2015. Um, he's good. I don't think he's worried about shit. He was fine as fuck. I never thought so. He kind of had a very 
Benzino without the neck issues look to me. I thought he was really hot. Hmm, and I thought note. it was cool because he was a stylist. I did not know that. He worked at Nordstrom. Did not know that either. And he's married now, right? Or... They've been married for like 10 years. Yeah. They're they're cool. <laughs> I like that couple. All right. They have a kid. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, M-E-I-A-Podcast at gmail.com. I truly enjoyed this episode. I think we touched on like a lot of dope topics and I would love to hear your guys take on these topics i love when we get messages from you on my account on joyce's account on our marissa explains account um and then also if you want more me and more stuff i was recently a guest on the j train podcast j is in jared because that's his name jared fuck freed and um it is the J Chain podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. No, I don't know if it's on SoundCloud, but wherever podcasts are mostly available. And it was a fucking hilarious ass episode. And he called me the Rosa Parks of male ass play, which is whoa, phenomenal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And what a title. Yeah. You guys have to listen. I have to listen to that now. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So please tune in. Check it out. I had the link in my stories, but I guess that's irrelevant to you all now. So just search it on iTunes podcast and things of that nature and hit us up. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,